Hello and welcome to the Anishinaabe History Podcast. I'm Chris Waite. What does land back mean? What does it mean to have land back? There's no easy answer and there's no singular answer. If you ask many different people the same question, you'll probably get many different answers. I'll put a link in the description for a podcast that asks this question. Land back, then what? It's something that I've asked many people over the years. I've been researching Native topics for 20 plus years. And many of these ideas have been passed around and handed down and talked about for at least that long. For me, I wonder what progress has been made on this topic. Are we getting land back as Anishinaabe people? But what does it even mean to have land back? Does that mean we have complete sovereignty? Does that mean we have shared sovereignty with colonial nations such as Canada and the United States of America? Because remember, Anishinaabe people lived all around the Great Lakes region on the north and the southern shores. So all the treaties that have been signed, and there's a lot, there's probably a hundred treaties with Ojibwe people, and the Anishinaabe people include the Potawatomi and the Ottawa people. So all the people of the Great Lakes signed many, many, many treaties with the British, the French, the Canadians, and the Americans. So what does it mean to have land back? Are we sharing it? Are we in control of it? Or are we just saying this to ruffle feathers? In the news, there are many stories of reconciliation. There's reintroduction of plants, reintroduction of animals, and reintroduction of some cultural aspects of various indigenous groups across North America, and I guess the world. It's the... uh, revivification of indigenous groups. But I've also been told by a lot of native people that we can't go back. We can't go back to the old ways. So what is it that we are trying to do when we say land back? Is it for modern resource extraction or is it to hold dear those old ideas that our ancestors tried to preserve in the treaties? It should be remembered that what is written in the treaties, such as Robinson Superior of 1850, wasn't exactly what the chiefs wanted. In a lot of these other treaties, there wasn't much negotiation. It was a take-it-or-leave-it attitude by the colonial government. And we've been stuck with these treaties ever since. On top of that are other pieces of legislation, such as the Indian Act, that really have prevented indigenous groups from prospering alongside Canadians for hundreds of years. So what does it mean to have land back? Are we going back to our old traditions? Or are we reclaiming land that was taken from us so that we can reinstitute a new culture on that land? I don't know. Because every group will have, every person and every group will have different ideas. There's resource extraction happening in many areas that's wanted by First Nations people. But at the same time, there's the desire to maintain a pristine environment. How are those two ideas reconciled? 
Can these ideas be reconciled on a large scale, on an international scale, especially when Canada and America have different laws for the environment and for First Nations people? Even though there are groups that live on both sides of the international border, a border which was placed without the involvement of the First Nations people whose territory that border runs through. And that border is recognized internationally. In Canada, a lot of First Nations groups are afraid of letting go of the treaties because the treaties do offer protection from colonial encroachment, which was what the treaties were signed for in the first place. It was to prevent encroachment and squatters. However, modernized industries were built upon these areas, whether or not they were signed over to these settler businesses, especially timber and mining operations, in the mid to late 1800s. Some of this land had not been signed over, and yet the land was given to businesses illegally, but knowingly by the Canadian government. Would Indigenous groups, sovereign Indigenous groups, fix these problems? Are they seen as problems now that everyone is modernized? There are very few people who hunt and trap and fish for a living. I know people who make money from it, but even they use skidoos and rifles and modern equipment. So what does it mean to have land back? What does it mean to go back to our traditions? Which traditions and which ancestors are we honoring by doing this? There was a time when the bow and arrow was a new invention. Are we talking about the ancestors before that? Or are we talking about more modern ancestors who use aluminum boats and outboard motors? I have an uncle who flies a plane, and my brother-in-law's dad drives a Mercedes. Which ancestors are we talking about? And what is preventing any of us from living traditionally? That's all for today's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes in the future. I'm Chris Waite, and this has been the Anishinaabe History Podcast.